those on second shift. Yep. You hear an incessant scratching at the lady at the door of Millie and Vivian's room. I'm gonna go over and open it. Because if it's her, there's no point in keeping the door closed. And if it isn't, I want to know who it is. A a large, dark shape darts into the room and leaps onto Vivian's bed. And it's the cat. I go over and scritch the cat behind the ears. Okay. It leans into your hand, turns in two circles, cleans its butt, and then goes to sleep right uh, in the small of Vivian's back. You know, doesn't seem to be doing her any harm. I like wake up a little bit and like I nuzzle closer to it. Hmm. <laughs> okay, Vivian, I need you to make a pow check. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They're fuzzy, isn't it? Zachary, this is all your fault. All right. Uh, pow is 75. I am spending four luck points. Can you spend luck on a pow check? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Can I? All right. Yeah. You spend four luck on a pow check. Okay. Cool. What is your pow overall? 75. Okay. Um, You wake up to see the cat, like the cat's face, literally inches from your own. (laughs) I boop its nose. It starts just purring me. and curls into a ball like right under the small of your chin. Hmm. And you hear a voice say, you're gifted. I kind of just take a, like a moment breath and go and I like just pet it. Like I, I'm not like as if my head's going close to it and I go very quietly. So I don't know if Millie can hear me and say yes. Um, <laughs> Millie, you hear her say yes in her sleep. I Go over and put a hand on her shoulder and sort of, like, try to gently shake her awake. She says, uh, you hear the voice said, this isn't your first time to Kingsport, or hers, is it? And you realize, as the cat turns, it's still looking at you. And he says, you've come at a bad time, and it's the cat. Why is it bad? Um, The gateways are closed. What do you mean the gateways are closed? The city is under siege. By whom? We're not even sure, but the ship won't land. I was hoping that you might be able to tell me what that's all about. You're new here, but you've got the gift. I I don't know anything about this. You wake up as Millie is shaking you. You okay? You were talking in your sleep, and you said you don't usually do that. Um, is the cat still there? The cat, yeah, it's curled up by your butt. And smaller your back. Um, I, I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, it's probably a little too much to drink before bed. Okay. Okay, you fall back to sleep, and and nothing else happens the entire evening. And uh, you all wake up to the smell of fresh bread and hot coffee. Oh, that smells like it's really going to hit the spot. Mm. Um, as you come down the um. The wife is uh, is there, and uh, it's like homemade raisin bread with butter. Oh wow! And uh, a pot of very strong coffee, and oh, wow. uh, grapefruit halves. And she says, "I thought I'd just put out something light. I didn't know what kind of day you were having. Um, I can make pan meal if anybody else wants something heavier." 
I'm okay with something light. Oh no, light is fine. Harry Harry gets a crestfallen look. He was just about to raise his hand and be oh, like, no! "Shit!" <laughs> so he just kind of like shrugs and he's like, "Oh yeah, this is this is uh this is perfect. Thank you." Okay, so she says, "So, uh, are you uh, out and about today? Have you come to the city on business or just to relax?" Uh, Harry kind of like looks like side eye at the rest of the party and says, "Uh." Yeah, we're uh... Harold. Harold comes in and says, "Don't pry, Rose. Uh, I'm sure they've got their they've got things to do, and it's none of our business." And she says, "I was only asking. I need to I need to know if they'll be here for lunch." <laughs> uh, probably not for lunch, but we'll we'll definitely we're going to be here for a couple of days at least. Probably, she says, oh, "Splendid." She goes, "It gets so tiresome of having no one but him to talk to." And she, and he kind of. <laughs> He goes, you know, as if and laughs. And, and maybe we um, can get a bridge game tonight. Break up the monotony a little bit. She says, that would be lovely. So, um, the cat, you said it's not a resident of this location, correct? Is he a, a stray that people around the neighborhood take care of? I think stray would be a strong word. I think half the people in Kingsport feed him. Ah, so he's a uh, he's a community cat. <laughs> That's right. Community cat. Okay. Um, he's a favorite of all the uh, painters and the artists and the writers, you know, the people who down in the Bohemian Row. Mm. Ah, Bohemian Row. I think he's got five different names depending on who you <laughs> ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he's like a big New England Maine Coon that, you know. Just oh, they're of, big. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. this massive. Massive cat. Um, so they say, you know, we leave the, you know, we, we, you know, he scratches at the back door whenever he wants to come in. Oh. And the wife says, I've wanted to put in a doggy door, but he won't let me. And he says, for one, it's a cat. Two, it's not ours. And three, it's going to let a draft in all year long. <laughs> and she says, on, she goes, we, he says, we could leave the garage open a little bit. He goes, yeah, for all the rats, for when he decides to visit, <laughs> he'll just scratch on the door and we'll open it. They start arguing about it. Oh, no. And they're like, he's already gone. He's, you know. We, oh, he left? Yeah. They said, he, I let him out. She goes, I let him out this morning. He was scratching at the door. Mm-hmm. Harry just kind of like lifts the cup and sort of like turns away. Takes <laughs> 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 a sip. <laughs> all right. So what do you guys want to do? Well, let's see. There's the orphanage in the most hauntedest house, right? Well, you can't get into the most hauntedest house in Kingsport because uh, it's all locked up, and it's actually an estate, so the gate's locked up before the house is locked up. Vivian and her team needed special permission, um, and they were only allowed in there for about 48 hours. So that leaves the hospital records. Um. Is Harold and Rose gone? No, they're still there. They okay. live here. Yeah, I know, but they're not. Eat- are they still eating with us, or if they like wander? Well, they're they're around. So all you'd have to do is call out, and they would be uh, more than happy. Okay. I mean, if you want, I can do the dishes with Rose. And what I'm not saying is, and therefore you will know the three of you can talk in private and fill me in later. Hmm. Well, yeah. So if, if Viv is saying if they're not sitting at the table, then we can. I just want to make sure they're not in earshot. Yeah. No, they're not within earshot. Yeah, yeah. 
so I mentioned, um, Millie, um, mm. when you woke me this morning, or insert time frame here, was was the cat with me the whole time? Yeah, the cat was curled up right next to you. Um, it, he was scratching at the door, so I let him in because I figured wouldn't hurt to have a cat in. No, no, no. It, um, cats are actually a good thing. Um, I don't know how to say this, um, so I'm just going to say this. The cat spoke to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> this shouldn't, this shouldn't be a relief, and yet. I, so I, I know it's very difficult to, and it, it, it knows that I, I have a gift. Um, and it mentioned some alarming things, um, but I don't know if it relates to what we're doing or what we're currently involved in. Is the cat on our side? That's really all I need to know at the moment, right? I didn't yeah, really. Him, but honestly, if you are cats really food, on anyone's side, but no, they're, they're own. not. They're really not. <laughs> I mean, no. that's a fair point too. Well, what does the I cat mean? It could have just it could have just it, been something that they were uh, that they were talking through, not necessarily uh, working one way or the other. Well, what did the cat want? Let's let's start with that. Just just ask me if I was in charge of I'm trying to think of the correct verbiage here so my memory shit um, something about the the ship is sailing or so so at a game he said that the ship oh I wrote it all couldn't down. land yeah, Thank the you. ship couldn't land uh, we've mm. come you've come at a bad time the gateways are closed the city's under siege so if you want yeah. if you want to all right roll yes. an int check me yeah God, is this like some song that I just don't know? Um, I've spent a lot of luck points. I can't use it on this, so I fail it. Okay. You don't have that information because she didn't remember it when she woke up. <sighs> so her fractured recollection, recollection is all that you're going to get. But you don't get the exact wordage. Well, I mean, I'm happy to work with the cat, really. <laughs> um... God, so they think I'm crazy now. Great. Yay for not taking notes. I uh I I should be more disturbed that you are that we're sitting here at the table and you said that the cat came in and spoke to you. Yeah. But after everything that we've seen so far, I if the cat's on our side, I guess I'm all in. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. If the cat meant us harm, I think the cat had prime opportunity to 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 harm us? Yeah. No, the the cat. I, I mean, Coon could probably kill a person if they <laughs> uh, if they got him at the right angle. These cats the are cat, massive. The cat is. Um, we are no threat to the cat. The cat is no threat to us. Um, the cat just alarmed me that something <clears throat> bad was happening and that we came at a bad time. And what? Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's that's about all I remember. So we're going with that. Uh, hey, I'm happy to do a quid pro quo with the cat. Okay. Did, what did so. the cat say about like scritches? Like, does he like that or not like that? Like, I don't want to offend <laughs> the cat if I'm petting him on his head. The cat, the cat seemed to like scritches. I just tell them I'm sorry. Ignore me. I probably all right. Have so a what's what's on the agenda outside of the house? Uh, do we want to split up? To where? We just have the hospital. Well, I mean, so seriously. The, the, the adoption orphanage. place. They're, they're, the orphanage. Oh, right. 
the library. Yeah. And then the library. library to check. Remember, you had some other information you were hoping to track down. Uh, the the light for the polio place. So property. What does he own? Right. What does he own? The orphanage. And then the hospital's closed, right? Yeah, but we could find records for the hospital, yeah? Okay, so let's head over to the library. Kingsport uh, Public Library is on 960 Howard Street. Oh. I, I, I looked it all up. <laughs> I'm, I'm heartbroken because my Kingsport book has started falling apart. Oh, the news can't... has come that Chaosium is going to be tra- transferring everything oh. to 7th edition. It's yeah, mine's in bad shape, and they're like, you can't get one for love or money on the internet. Yeah, are, are um, we all going together? I mean, is there safety in numbers at this point? Are, are you <laughs> so at that part up? in the adventure where you? I, I feel that after we've had the scuffle with Loretta or Lorette, L- Lynette. Lynette, thank at you. This, Vivian. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you need to start taking notes, Vivian. Scuffle. I am taking notes. Okay. I promise you. She's I just not good at it. I promise you. <laughs> I'm going to a speech therapist very soon, I promise. Okay. Um, Scuffle, you say. Yes, I think it would be wise for us to stay together. Okay, so you arrive at the Kingsport Library around 10 a.m. Um... They have full runs of the Kingsport Chronicle. They have some city records. So um, if you're just, you can uh, roll some, everybody roll library use, and I'll I'll tell you some of the things you find. Hmm. Uh, 65, which I think is still a success. Yes. 56 under 59, regular. Despite all my studying and education, I can't use a library. <laughs> I, I'm i still caught over the cat and what the cat tried to tell me. And I am stuck on that right now. Just So Millie and Harry have two, like, like st- you know, both at yeah. the same table, stacks of books and papers and notebooks. Okay, um, you spend about two hours here looking through stuff. Uh you find the ad the, the easy stuff you find easily. Um, so Vivian, you find the address for the Hillside Adoption Consortium, which is still in operation. That's on six ten Tuttle. Um, uh, George, you find um, uh, you find a story about Melvin uh, mentioning him as uh, part of the Kingsport Theatrical Society. Um, those are the easy ones. Millie, you find out that the Johansson and Miles Children's Hospital, which is closed, is technically not in Kingsport proper. It's on Orchard Island out in the bay. Orchard mm. Island? Yes, there are several small islands right off, uh, right outside of the uh, Kingsport Harbor. Mm. There is a... Uh, there is a um, daily... Uh, morning and an evening ferry service between Orchard Island and Kingsport. Uh, And Harry, uh, you find uh, you find the address of uh, Madison Walcott, paternal grandfather of Melvin Walcott. Paternal. Paternal, sorry, paternal. No, no, I'm just trying to remember. She, she was not interested in his 
mother's side, right? Mm-hmm. So the father's side, we are already... I mean, yes, we're tripping alarms, but if we go to the father's side, we will be tripping louder alarms, is all I'm saying. Again, I think just with our presence being here, it's... it's pretty oh, I know, I know. I, I mean, like, we're already at, let's say, on a 1 to 10 scale of 5 on danger. It's just the difference between a 5 and a 7. So you've got... Uh... Him being a member of the local theatrical theater society, you have the address of the adoption agency. You realize that the hospital is on Orchard Island and not in Kingsport proper, and you have the address of his grandfather. Oh, of course it would be on an island. It's a polio. It's hospital. a polio hospital. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. All right. Um, and there's like, you know, the camera pans down and there's just like a pile of cigarettes in the ashtray. <laughs> <library. laughs> All right. So is there anywhere you want to go? I think we have time for to visit one major location, probably before 11, before we look mm. down to 11, when I know people mm. are going to want to start turning in. Yeah. So the, Especially I, those who work with small children in the morning. <laughs> Uh, do we want to, boy, um, do we want to go to the polio hospital, catch a ferry, go over to the polio hospital? If it's closed, we can maybe just take a look around and see if anything You've missed the morning out. ferry. Well, we missed the morning ferry, so let's do one of the other places. Uh, yeah. Let's do the orphanage. Yeah. All right. Okay, so you head over to the Hillside Adoption Consortium, and you get on the, uh, uh, you navigate your way across town on the trolley, which is working, even though it's icy out and gray. Uh, so you take that over across town and arrive and in Hilltown. Uh, and you find yourself, uh, you find your way to a large old building, uh, the converted home of a wealthy, uh, of a wealthy importer. Um, which has been an orphanage in Kingsport for over 50 years. Um, hmm. And again, they say the, uh, you know, there's a sign out front, Hillside Adoption Consortium. The walkway up has been uh, shoveled and salted. And, you know, you light, light coming from the windows, smoke coming from the chimney, and you hear uh, the voices of children reciting the alphabet from a front room. There are worse sounds one could hear coming from an orphanage. Mm. That's probably what do you true. Do? What makes the so I'm wondering, like period wise, what makes the most sense for one of the women to go up and? Well, what are we saying? Are we saying we want to check the records? Are we? I mean, probably right. I mean, yeah, because there's no hip we're not, it, right. So like, because we're not saying we want to adopt someone, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> and we're yeah. not taking something with us. So do we, so we play the PI card. Say we're investigating someone. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're investigating. You know, Melvin Walcott, and uh, we try to get some background information, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I mean, the only person who we really would prefer not know what we were doing already knows what we're doing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, All right. so yeah, okay, we go up to the do? front. Harry knocks on the door. Okay, um, you hear like the singing stop and like the sounds of chairs scraping and say, "All right, stop, everybody, calm down." <laughs> and <laughs> no, no funny business. I mean it. 
and uh, the door opens and you see a um, uh, curly-haired ginger kid about 16 and says, welcome, welcome, please come in, come in. Um, we just want to check like some records. There's a blast of hot air um, as he opens the door. We just want to check some records, I say, as we're going in so that we don't get anyone's hopes up. He goes, all right, um, okay, uh, just wait here. I'll be right with you. Um, and he says, let me, let me contact, uh, let me get the administrator for you. And uh, you look you. into the room he came in, and uh, there are uh, six children all under ten there. I think the youngest is about five, in between five and ten. And um, apparently this kid was teaching. Hmm. Oh, boy. Um, and he comes back with an uh, older man. Uh, in a you know a decent suit, but not you know ostentatious. And he comes in. He goes, visitors, well, welcome. Simon here tells me that you needed some help with uh, records. He goes, uh, let me introduce him. I'm Horace Fiegel. I'm the administrator of the adoption consortium, and and you are. Uh, yes, uh, Harry Stanton, a private investigator. We're here to uh, look at some records, if you don't mind. Um, let. Well, let's slow down. Let's get you out of those coats. Uh, Simon, please take their coats and hang them to dry by the fire. We'll go into the sitting room and you can tell me what this is all about. Uh, yes, sure. Thank you. He takes off his coat, takes off his hat. I don't. Yeah, outer coat, right? Suit coats. Right, like right. Yeah, Just yeah. Hidden in yeah. the <laughs> shoulder holster. Okay, so he brings you into the sitting room and um, you do. Uh, and he says, um, so you're uh, looking to consult our records on, on what matter? We're investigating a, a disappearance of a Melvin Walcott. Uh, our understanding is that he was uh, brought here when his, uh, his mother unfortunately passed. Melvin's vanished? He's disappeared? I thought uh, he was working in New York quite, quite successfully. He was. He was. On, on Broadway. Yes. One of our true success stories. I'm, I'm heartbroken. Well, we're not sure that anything is actually wrong, but he he uh, he up and left very quickly. He had some very coarse words for a few people, and we're just uh, says, trying to make sure like that him. he's okay. It's not like him at all. It's not, and so we just want to find out if he's okay. The the people who um, the people in New York say that you know if something happened, if he just needed a change of scenery, it's okay. They just want us to make sure he's okay. Okay, a uh, a broad-shouldered uh, middle-aged woman comes in, and she has a a a tray of shortbread cookies and a uh, a uh, pot of coffee and mugs, and she starts pouring for everyone, and uh, you know to to warm them up. To warm, he says, "Here, something to warm you up on the cold day," and he says, "You know." He says, Lois, they're here about Melvin. Something's happened to him. And she, she go, he goes, Melvin, the, the one who drew. And she, he goes, yes, yes. She says, oh, I thought he was, uh, he was in New York. And he says, he is. Um, he says, Let me, he, so, so how can I help you? Uh, well, I mean, we're just looking to, uh, you know, get a better picture of, of Melvin, um, you know, just see what's, what's in the files, um, you know, see if anything stands out. <laughs> There's not much to, to be recorded on Melvin. Um, he was, you know, 
Um, so that I, your files aren't good. There are there's not much in our files, but I can tell you anything you need to know about him. Um, I was uh, the associate administrator back then when he came. So um, parents died, no other family. Um... Right, right. He came to live with us. Uh, he was here for eight years. He arrived when he was eight. He left when he was 16. <clears throat> um, he had just uh, gotten out of the polio hospital, and um, he didn't walk very well, and he was very, very depressed. I remember he was uh, kept to himself mostly, uh, loved to read uh, he was a bit of a daydreamer when in, in the in classes, and it was always very difficult to get him out of bed in the morning. Did he make any friends or just solitary friends? As he, as he started learning to walk and get stronger on his feet, he started to slowly make friends. But the real Doc breakthrough came when, uh, when he discovered art. Um, Dr. Mm. Kingsley, uh, a, local, uh, a local retired art professor, he would volunteer here teaching art classes and um he really became melvin's mentor um Mm -hmm. after that uh melvin really found his feet he'd fill entire sketchbooks with incredible landscapes and and characters and fantastic creatures the worlds this kid could create from his imagination it was just astounding do you, do you uh, have it go ahead go ahead oh i was just about to say the same thing (laughs) <laughs> and uh, he goes over to pull out a shelf. Uh, a thing he says, here, here are a couple that we've uh, held on to. Uh, we're very proud of our, our local celebrity. He goes, um, but, you know, we would be willing to part with one for a, a donation to the, to the consortium. Harry looks sort of unsure, but, like, you know, leans over, grabs his wallet. You know, pulls out a, I don't know what would be appropriate to Like, he pulls out a five. A dollar. And <laughs> looks and then, like, you know, adds another five. <laughs> you know, kind of like puts it near the coffee cup, I guess. Well, remember, it's a hey, big spender. It's, it's $15 to one. Oh, so, 15 to one. Yeah. So if you're giving him $5, it's like you're giving him $75. Yeah. That's so you just gave right? them you just gave them a hundred fifty dollars. Well, he is running an orphanage. You know, it's, yeah, um, it's true. Okay, for that generosity, he does allow you to keep one of the two books. He yeah. says, "Here are these three. Uh, pick it whichever one you like." Okay. Do any of them have a picture of the woman of? Cocoons or of some ship or other? Those are the three items I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and cats. We want to look for cats yeah, too. Cats, here, yeah, just in case. <laughs> um, oh, John, are you playing another by? character with a cat fetish? Roll, <laughs> everyone, roll Cthulhu Invict, uh, Cthulhu Mythos. Is, <laughs> roll Cthulhu Invictus. <laughs> My Cthulhu Invictus is very high. Oh God! Yes, it is. Not even close. Twenty-two, but my mythos is eight. Okay, so it's got to be higher than eight at this point, Millie. That's what it says on my sheet. Eight. All right, we're gonna. My Innsmouth lore is thirty-five. My mythos. That makes more sense, Harry. No, so the character started zero, unless you're prefacing us with some. Yeah, I would have started you with ten points. Ten points? Okay. Uh, oh, I got a 19. Should I spend the nine luck? I'm going to spend the nine luck. <gasps> do it. Yeah, Go for I, it. I think we have yes. to, right? Yes, 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 do it. 
Okay. Um, you see that one of you see a, a, a floating an island floating in the clouds. Um, you see a a white ship carrying people. Uh, and um, you see a uh, boy and a woman in a barefoot woman with dark hair and a uh, long dark hair, barefoot white dress with butterfly wings fighting against a creature with four arms, uh, a, gi- a giant with four arms and a mouth slit down the middle of his head. And you identify that creature as a uh, gug and realize it's, 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 it's a creature from the dreamlands. So like, so he's, you know, like the the white, the white ship and the floating cloud Island are all actual places that have been written about um, by dreamers, by people who can project their consciousness into you know, beyond the wall of sleep, if you believe in that sort of thing. Yeah, so he, he's like absolutely flipping through, just kind of like scanning for anything that sort of flips out. And it's like a double page, you know, full out drawing. And he just like, he like drops the notebook and it's like, and then like he bends down and picks, oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, I, I think we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep this one. Um, it, it's, it's quite interesting. He's, he's got a, he's, he's a very good artist. Yes, Georgie. Yes, Georgie was like, "Are you sure you don't want to keep this one? This is a really nice rabbit." Um, like, like shakes his head. <laughs> says, uh, "If any, if he would have gone to anyone for help in Kingsport, it probably would have been Doctor Kingsley. He was like a second father to the boy." Uh, is Doctor Kingsley still in the area? Do you know? Yes, yes, he's quite on in years at this time. At this point, but he still lives in the city. He's over at nine eighty eight on Summit Street in the West Side. Oh, I appreciate that. Yes, um, we we might have to uh, call on him. Um, he might have called on some of his lo- his uh, old friends from the community theater as well. If he was in trouble, that is. Mm-hmm. Or- well, what is the doctor's office hours? Because we don't. Want to bother him after hours, obviously. Oh, he's he, he's a PhD in art history, and he doesn't have hours anymore. Oh, does Doctor Kingsley happen to have any family with him? Uh, no, no, I don't think that he does anymore. No daughters. No, no. Um, not living in the not living in Kingsport anyway. Mm. I, I think that there's a son out west and a few grandchildren, but uh, they don't visit much. Oh, that's unfortunate. Do you uh, do you still talk to the doc at all or no? Oh, uh, we trade Christmas cards, and I, I try and stop in on his birthday. Hmm. Oh, okay, how sweet. Um, talk to David, um, and see if you can catch him at a good day. On a good day, David's his the- caretaker. As I said, ah. uh, Doctor Kingsley is is on in years. Gotcha. Talk to him on a good day. Um. Yeah, we'll try. Uh, you said he still has some theater friends um, living here. Oh Anyone yes, the uh, Kingsport Theater Group. Uh, he was quite close with the the director Clara Greenwalt, um, and his two best friends were Leroy and uh, Leroy Caffey, Peter Moses, their stagehands here. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, helped him move out 
when uh, he was 16, and uh, they went to high school with him as well. Hmm. Um, I really hope he's okay. He's uh, not only, you know, we're quite proud of him. He is one of our uh, one of our patrons. Um, twice a year, he donates to uh, the consortium. Mm. That's nice of him. So if anything else, uh, if he should show up or anything uh, comes to mind, is there a number I can reach you? Uh, we'd like to help in any way we can. Uh, we're staying at the... Um, what was the name Why don't you give him Harry? your office number? Do you have your card with you, Harry? Yeah. Okay, I mean, you give yeah, him the office in New York. Yeah, make but... It, make an Iridea roll. Harry. I was going to give the, the number for the boarding house. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and I, I know why they don't want you to do oh, that, okay. Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I told you about wine and cheese, sir? Wine uh, 83, and cheese. I fail. Okay. He keeps trying to give the bed and breakfast address. What do you guys want to do? Uh, here's his card. This is really the best number to reach him at. Okay. Oh, and, oh, yeah, yeah. And when yeah. they and when they get outside, they say we don't want to paint a target <laughs> on Harold and Rose. <laughs> I was just thinking, though, but we're not I'm not in the office. So if he calls the office, oh my god, then... was was Vivian in that uh, uh, Orient Express adventure? Yes, she was. <laughs> Where she gave the supervillain the hotel room that you were all staying. <laughs> nah. Literally, yeah, my Vivian's mistake. never making that mistake again. Don't exact ask anybody where we're were. staying. <laughs> my exact we- words were, but he gave us wine and cheese. Yeah. That wow. is the exact reason why I remember I was another player said, so you gave the mad scientist who yep. was the last person to see the missing guy alive our address, and Joel said. It seemed like a good idea. At the time. Yep. 100%. I mean, in Millie's case, it's not that she's afraid that the woman will come after them. She doesn't want the woman coming after this family. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So do we want to pressure? No, I think we can power through and get through the scene with the mentor and wrap it up there if you guys want. Well, so can, do I need to make an idea check to understand that, like, he is potentially a dreamer and that he may have an alternate life in the dreamlands? No, uh, you made you made your Cthulhu roll, okay. and a lot of things have been pointing in that direction. That would also explain about the cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, like I get it. I didn't know if Harry got it right away, but with so when they're walking back outside, he's like, so. Uh, it, it occurs to me, especially with the cat situation now, and, and like, you know, he flips open the, the notebook to show the picture. I think that we're dreaming, we're dealing with the dreamlands. This is a, it's like he points at the gug, he goes, this is a, this is a fucking gug. I, Are we going to have to fight one of those? No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so, but. It, but it makes sense. You were saying something, Viv, about gates being closed or something about mm-hmm. a ship. That all points to stuff in the dreamlands. He may have a whole other life in the dreamlands that he doesn't know anything about. I mean, here she is in the picture. He's known her all this time. Yeah, he was, He was, I think, nine or ten when he drew that. Yeah. I was going to ask the age, yeah. That- Did he draw it from memory or is this a Galatea situation? No, I think he was there. I mean, if he's, 
you, you, I mean, take a look at this notebook. He said he was a dreamer. He couldn't get up in the morning. I, I think he, he's able to, if you put oh, any stock sort of thing, and I think that we have to do that. I think we have to. He's, uh, he's, he's of dual worlds, you may say, which is why she is so insistent on uh, the fact that he's not from here because she knows him from a whole from other world. life. Yeah. But he was, he was actually, though, born here, right? Well, oh, it's yeah. a chicken he's, and egg he's thing, born right? Here. No, he was a child in the polio hospital. He grew up in the orphanage. I mean, there's records that he's been in Kingsport, that he lived in Kingsport until his early, until he's about 19. But I mean, there's like an actual birth record. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it could be, uh, could have been kind of like that, uh, like that reincarnation thing. You know how, you know, he's, he could be like an old spirit, like from like a, a being from the other world, but then like born into this body kind of thing. Sure. And then it could be a Red King situation where is this the dream or is that the dream? And as far as she's concerned, this is the dream. Yeah. I mean, that's why she probably keeps telling about how this is all uh, a lie and, and not real and all that kind of stuff. To None her, this, this, is, this is the fake side. It's, it's the dream that matters to her. Well, what do okay. we do with that information, though? Right? I mean, he may well, not remember, but um, if that's real, try, uh, try try not to go crazy thinking about which yeah. reality is the real. Well, one. I mean, if if anybody has any conversations with cats, maybe fill them in. Oh, that's a good idea. Hey, did I, I know the cat. Vin, what did he say? Did the cat say what his name was? No, he didn't. Okay, no, they probably wouldn't tell you their true name anyway. No, you wanna, do do we want to do the the uh, mentor scene or? I mean, we can. All right, I, it's early for me, so. I didn't... All right, so you arrive at the home of Dr. Elliot Kingsley, uh, nine eighty eight Summit Street on the west side of Kingsport. It is a single story. It's a lovely single story, uh, single family home, uh, and it has a uh, a ramp uh, on the side of the stairs. What do you guys want to do? Uh, I guess we go up and I'm assuming Peter will answer and we'll see if the doc's having a good day or not. All right. Um, I thought it was so, David who was David, the aide. David. Oh, David, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, a young adult man, probably about the, you know early 20s, uh, answers the door. He's got you know curly dark hair, muscular build. He says, uh, good afternoon. Can I help you? Uh, yes, um, we were um, just over at the uh, at the orphanage, and uh, we were talking to uh, uh, like he pulls out his notebook and he starts looking. Uh, Horace, um, he gave us uh, Doctor Kingsley's name and, and said that perhaps we should speak to him about a, a, a former resident. How how is he doing today? Is he feeling okay? Uh, you're the detective. Something about one of his students. Uh, they called. Oh, oh, okay. Great. Yep, I've gotten him. I've gotten. Uh, I've gotten Doctor Kingsley dressed. Um, he's in the sitting room. Um, I think he's having a good day. So why don't you all come in? Is there anything that we should know before we go in? Um, his mind wanders. Mm-hmm. Um, if you start asking about the art in the de- in the room, um, that usually brings him around. Mm-hmm. If he gets your name wrong, don't correct him. It upsets him. Gotcha. I'll be nearby, um, and when he's 
Um, when he's run out of steam or if he needs me, I'll come in. Any other triggers we should be aware of? Um, other than the name thing, I, I, I think you should be good. Okay. Okay. Um, Thank you. But, you know, to, uh, I don't know how much he's going to be able to help you. But I know that he's quite fond of all of his former students. So if one of them's in trouble, I know that he'd want to help. Okay, so uh, you go in, and of course, there's a guy who's in his uh, uh, late, <laughs> mid to mid, you know, early to mid 80s. Um, he's in a, a wheelchair. He's dressed warmly. He's almost dressed as if he's heading outside, although he's by the fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, he kind of looks up, and he's got a cup of tea, and he says, uh, Good morning. Good morning. It's like Good morning. Four. It's like four in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, uh, David told me we were having visitors today. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry if I don't remember your names. Have we met? No. As you go in, you see that the room is just covered with artwork, like multiple levels. Um, there's like oils and watercolors and in different art styles it's like the room it's a lot of its gallery quality like you're like looking around like wow this you know it's almost like a mini museum yeah wow it's, it's like this vast study and you realize they've converted the living room into one massive art study for uh, for him uh, make a spot to see whether or not anything in the art stands out. Go yeah. for it. As related to what we've already been <laughs> investigating. 39 under 65. I'll spend points to make it a hard if we need to. Okay, hold on. Well, I might too. I'm going to, I got a 32 over 30, so I'm going to spend a couple. Oh, you spend uh, yours then. 29 <laughs> yeah. out of 58, which you is see, a hard. You see something in Melvin's art style, but it's way more advanced than the stuff in the sketchbook. Mm. Oh, my. Um, and this one's actually signed. It's a painting. Um, it's, a fa- it's a painting of a uh, castle, actually. A oh. uh, castle on a hill overlooking a river with a field of flowers with uh, butterflies. Um, oh I don't know the art style, but it's the art style made of dots. Oh, impressionism. Pointillism. Right. Pointillism. Pointillism. Pointillism? And uh, so, yeah. Is oh it my. an individual piece or is it part of a larger work where that sort of like fits together with other stuff that surrounds it or is it all individual? It, it, it's basically he's got it grouped by by style and color hmm. but this is the only piece hmm. of marvin's in the room he has like pieces from famous artists from former students things that he's himself has done uh, it's almost like his memory his memory room Mm. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. I just want to make sure we weren't missing like an overarching like if you stand back the whole wall shows a scene. Right. Mm. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Okay, okay. Oh my, this is one of his, isn't it? He says, "Yes, one of my students did that. A brilliant boy. Wonderful. He's working on Broadway now. He paints backdrops." Yes, what, so one we... of my brightest students. I'm very proud. Such a sad life. And he was so with withdrawn 
Um, and it just shows you how art can really change your life. And, and that boy, um, Melvin, he, he just came alive when he started drawing. Um, he'd never been praised for anything before. And, and, and it was like rain finding the desert. And everything just came to life in him. Oh, wow. Wow. I told him. I told him that he could make his whole life anything he wanted through his art. And that he was good enough to become a professional artist if he dedicated himself to it, if he put in the time and the work. Um, but I told him he yes. had to stop daydreaming, get serious about his future. What did um, he daydream about? Everything. Uh, he would just wander. And I remember I, I read him a verse from Corinthians. And he, he cried. And, and that was the turning point. Corinthians one thirteen. Yes. He says, after a year or two of my, uh, of my instruction, he was really mastering several styles. He was making friends. He was going out. He enrolled in high school because he heard that they had a theater and art department. Uh, of all of my students, I'm, I'm the most proud of him. And then he says, I'm sorry, have we met? No. No, no we, we haven't. We're here about uh, Melvin. Melvin. Uh, he was a student of mine, I think. Yes, he painted. Um, he's in on Broadway now. Yes. Uh, ah. Yes, yes, he was. Um, he's um, he's taking a little vacation. Um, we're just uh, we're, we're looking out for him, trying to, you know, see how he's doing. Oh, he's doing well. I, I hear he's painting backdrops on Broadway now. Yes. And at this point, you see David kind of start to lurk. Mm. And he's like, I, I give David the yeah, I, I get it now, and start sort yeah. of gesturing to everyone. And he mm. says, so, yeah, um, "What uh, I I really appreciate the uh, the style that you got in a lot of these paintings. What was uh, what was David's preferred uh, technique? No, Melvin's, 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 yeah. And uh, he he starts to talk, and then he just goes completely off topic. Hmm. And David's like, okay, uh, Dr. Kingsley, I don't think that we can keep these people any longer. They have dinner, they have dinner appointments and we've got to get you, uh, we've got to get you all sorted out for dinner. We're having one of your favorites tonight. And he goes, oh, I, I, I'm sorry if I was keeping you. I, I do tend to ramble. So please forgive me. No, it's me. okay. It's all right. It was lovely meeting you, sir. Okay. And he says, and, he, and, after, and then he says, all right, I'm going to show these fine people out. I'll be right back, uh, Dr. Kingsley. Thank and he comes over time. and he says, thank you. This is the most I've, uh, this is the most animated I've seen him, the most focused I've seen him all month. Oh, my. All month. He, he doesn't have as many good days as he used to. Oh, I'm sorry. He's had a good long life. He says, uh, neither one of my grandparents got to his age, so um, mm. any day is a good day. Anything recent happened that could have possibly made his good days less and less? Talking about his students. There really is pride and joy. Mm. I really hope that you find the one that might be in trouble that's missing. Well, as we've said, we just want to know what happened. It may be something good. We just don't know. That's all. Well, you'll be in my. You'll, uh, he'll be on my prayers then. Thank you. Thanks Thank for stopping you. by. Thanks for having us. Thank you. 
if anyone makes an idea roll, you'll know what uh, 1 Corinthian 13 is. I'm pretty sure I know without the idea roll. Yes. Uh, nope. I think it's a regular success. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> you put it in the title, didn't yes. you? Yes. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I came, when I became a man, I put away childish things. Oh. So, uh, not to blame the doc at all, but if the doc is the one that, you know, pushed him more towards the career, he he's sort of the crux of letting go of what he may have had in the dreamlands. Then he said he cried when he made the when he read it to him and he kind of set off on that path. The yeah. question is, if he could truly choose, which way would he go? Because I don't think either side, I don't think either side believes the other one is real, you know? It's just maybe that he forgot. Mm. Yes. Yes. Well, the question then becomes, who are we to uh, decide for him? I mean... We're getting paid and all, and that's nice. I could always use the extra cash, but... It's not who are we to decide for him. It's what else is going on here. The cat seemed to indicate Kingsport is in trouble because of this. Mm. If this is just a case of him coming back to what he feels his true home is, then no, we, we have no say in this. But if this is something bigger whether whether she means it to be or not then it may be different i mean it could uh it could also be too that he's not the problem like it could be his lady friend bringing uh bringing all the ruckus to kingstown as well although why you know, now? So. well i i don't know maybe it was the relationship with alice that i'm wondering things? engagement I'm wondering if that's it, or or maybe maybe he remembered something, you know, working working on Broadway. Maybe one of the sets he painted. Maybe maybe something triggered a memory that, or maybe she's been trying in. to work to bring him back ever since. Remember, she said she'd worked too hard for this. Right, it could be, and maybe it could. Uh, didn't your uh, maybe it could have to do? Well, actually, all right. Do we remember? Or did Vivi remember about like the ships and stuff? Do we know about that? No. No, no I can't remember like, the details yeah. of the dream. That's, yeah, that's right. Also, um, that woman's right. acting for somebody else. She said her masters want him back. Or rather, yeah, her masters true. want yeah. him protected. Want him protected. We don't know yeah. who the masters are. And she wouldn't specify because I specifically asked. Hmm. Maybe they maybe they have Kingsport locked down to be able to bring him back. Hmm. Mm. I'm not sure. I don't know a lot about these dreamlands. Millie, make, make your idea roll. Okay, because Millie doesn't know anything about the dreamlands, but I rolled an 11 for my idea roll. Nice. Um, she never said her masters. She said my master. My master is safer with me than anyone else. I've come to bring my master home. Uh, oh, because I thought she had said that she was charged with doing this. She says, I am the high lady of Johannesland on a quest to bring my king home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Okay, whoever's taking notes, put this in it. 
So, uh, fuck, right? I mean, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the cat comes back tonight and we can ask him some questions. Yeah. All right. So, do you, I guess the party would stop here in the yeah. long afternoon? You've uh, visited the library, then the consortium, then the mentor. Um, yep. So, yeah. you have a line on several other places you could get information. Um, I mean, we know about 80% of the shape of it, mm. and most of it boils down to we're kind of fucked. Yeah. So uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure if we hopped on the bus and left, she wouldn't chase us, but... Right. So, so, so back into character real quick. He goes, uh, you know, if... Um, you know, we, you talked okay? to some, we talked to some of those artsy types... Uh, mm. they might also be drawn into this whole dreamland stuff that maybe one of them could, uh, they might be able to help us out. Maybe. You think? Maybe. I, I, w- I was thinking the same thing as you, Harry. If the cat was drawn to me and the cat tends to be part of this community as well, there may be others that know more. Well, mm. if the cat was drawn to you too, is this something that you can do? Have you ever been... Uh, not, no, not with cats. Okay. Not with animals. It could, uh, it could be too that maybe some of the arts, uh, the arts of archy guys have a have a little uh, little material that could uh, that could assist in uh, crossing over to maybe a more dreamlike state. If you know what I'm getting at there. I mean, All I don't right, know that so necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it seems it seems the focus is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to learn a little bit more about being a dreamer and the dreamlands. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think this is a good spice spot to break. We'll yeah. say that you're heading, you're on the trolley heading back towards the uh, bed and breakfast of your friend Harold. And, oh, the uh, trolley. Yeah, the Kingsford trolley. Yeah. Um, the mist has rolled in. The night is cold and dark. Um, and you get there to, uh, you know, the smell of uh, of roasted chicken. Mm. Is there a cat waiting? We'll get, <laughs> we'll get to that next week. Well, in two weeks. Whatever, wherever we meet. Whatever, on the next session. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. And all the cat jokes. I've been very professional right now. just wanted to throw that out there. Cool. Okay, and for the record, the cat was something I came up with at that moment. Nice. So it is all Thackeray's cat. I, I always plan to have a cat involved at some point. It <laughs> seemed like a good time. <laughs> you go. Because you're not right you're not writing well, I'm not writing something involving Kingsport and the King and the Dreamlands without having a cat character in it. Makes I sense. mean it's practically required, right? Well, I did it last time, and I'm doing it again. <laughs> Literally, when we, re- when we rewrote King- Christmas in Kingsport, one of the major additions was a cat. Cat. Cats. Yeah. Yep. It makes sense. All right. So take it away. All Wrap right. it up. Well, we want to thank everybody for checking this out. Um, if you want to throw a couple of bucks our way, we have a Patreon up. Uh, if you'd like, if you enjoy the games that Oscar's running for us. Head over to Golden Goblin Press. There's a tip jar over there, too. Uh, we would prefer that you 
probably do that instead. Uh, what else? Ratings and reviews on iTunes, uh, whatever your podcatcher of choice is, is super helpful for us. Bumps up in the algorithms. Corthulu is done. It's published. It's out on drive-thru. You can check that out. Um, support Todd and stuff that he does, which is the thing. You get it. You listen to the show. It's fine. All right. Thanks, everybody. We're out of here. Peace. Bye. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.